Jelani Day was last seen at a cannabis dispensary on August 24th. His family reported him missing the next day. His body was found in the Illinois River on September 4th, but it was not identified as Jelani until September 23rd. No one has been arrested for his death, and his cause and manner of death have yet to be released. Hey everybody, welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. I'm Christy Brower here with my sister, co-host and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey Katie. Hello. How's it going? Uh good. Cold. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Our temperatures the fall are has plummeting. officially fallen here. Yeah. Yes. Getting hard frost. Yeah. It's, it's I had to put fall. socks on to do the show because my Me feet too. are cold. So, yep. Yeah, I think it's for real. I think mm-hmm. it's for real, you guys. It's already our Wednesday case. Where did this week go? I was thinking that too. I can't believe we're already on our Wednesday case. It's weird. Yeah, it's gone by real quick. Kind of good, kind of weird. I don't know. But we have a case no. for you today that you all have asked us for. Yes. And we wanted to wait until this person's body was identified because we were pretty sure it was going to be. And that is the case of Jelani Day. Yeah. And finally, they did identify Jelani's body about five days ago. They'd had it uh, since the 3rd of September. It took 20 days. Now they did have to do DNA. They did have to do... uh, you know, dental um, identification. And so that can take some time, but that was so painful for his family and frustrating. And in the middle of all of that, the Gabby Petito case came and went basically, you know, in that she was found in that time and identified in that time. So it does seem frustrating that it took that long, but we want to talk to you about the Jelani Day case because there is still maybe a person of interest, but that's about it. There's not Mm -hmm. much going on in this case and we don't want it to lose momentum by any means no no we have to keep talking about this case and keep uh some pressure on you know the authorities to continue to look and seek answers and on the local community because of course uh just like in gabby's case it was a concerned citizen who noticed something that's given them the person of interest that they have next right now you know Right. Uh, people, we've got to keep everybody's eyes open. And so we it's do. important to keep talking about this case. Yeah, we do. All content creators, social media people, we're the ones putting the pressure on to these cases. So mm-hmm. let's let's talk about Jelani. Yeah. So Jelani was last seen on Tuesday, August 24th. No, 25th. Sorry. 24th. He's 25. I'm seeing, I got myself screwed up. He's 25. He was last seen on August 24th and he was seen on security footage going into a dispensary mm-hmm. in Bloomington, Illinois. Um, 
he was going he's going was going to Illinois State University mm-hmm. which always gets me messed up because it always says ISU and you and I both went to ISU but it's Idaho yeah. State University yeah. yeah but he was working on his master's degree in speech pathology and was mm-hmm. considering going on to medical school mm-hmm. so he was seen on that security cam at about 9:15 in the morning and had been seen on a security camera at the student center at uh, Illinois State University at about 7.20 a.m. So these are the last times that Jelani is seen anywhere. Yeah. So the next day, the 25th of August, his family reports him missing to the police. They say they haven't talked to him since the 23rd of August. They also say he hasn't been in class in a few days, which is weird. If you learn... Yeah, you learn anything about this guy, man. He was a committed student. That was not mm-hmm. normal for him at all. Well, and didn't his instructor alert his family that he hadn't been in class? Like there had been some contact there. Yeah, well, and he was supposed to meet with like his um his student, you know, like admissions counselor kind of person. Yeah. Didn't show up for that. Like just very out of character for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so, school was everything. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And his family. And his family. Yeah, he was very close to his family, very connected with school. Like, him to just go AWOL was not a normal thing at all. No. So then on the 26th of August, so the day after he's reported missing, his car is found. So it's a white 2019 Chrysler 300, and it's found in kind of a wooded area in Peru, Illinois. Mm Mm-hmm which is about 60 miles north of Bloomington, which is where he was last seen on security camera. And strangely, the clothing that he was wearing in the security camera video was inside his car. Mm-hmm. So Hold he was it. not... Folded hmm. nicely. Yes. And placed yeah. inside his car. And placed the, in his car. The road his car was on is weird too. It is an old, old road that's oh, right. uh, been closed and overgrown and a lot of locals even uh didn't even know that road existed and so it's not like somebody would just take that road by chance or by accident or something that right. there, there had to have been a connection there with someone who knew the area well because that was a road that was very uh unknown yeah so why why would he go down that road mm-hmm. and was his car down that road to be concealed Yeah. Questions. Lots of questions. So on the 27th of August, the university, um, you know, comes out and asks the students to contact the police if they've seen Jelani, if they've talked to him, you know, if they know anything and they start distributing flyers looking for him because initially this is a missing persons case. So then his family sets up a GoFundMe account and his mother, who has been an absolute rock star in this whole situation, uh, announces a $25,000 reward for the return of Jelani. So it wasn't till August 31st that um, the Bloomington police, they kind of released some information about what they know last about his whereabouts and they ask if anybody saw him or his car during that time frame. Um, so then on the 1st of September, 
his mother, Carmen Boldenday, uh, organizes a search and they go looking around the dispensary where he was last seen, just desperate for any information or if someone has him to please just let him go. Yeah. And then there is a, um, a big search organized at the student center. Yeah. Still trying desperately to find him or find out information for him. And then, unfortunately, on September 4th, a body is found off the south bank of the Illinois River, east of the Illinois 251 Bridge in LaSalle County. It is kind of, a lot of people think it probably is Jelani, but mm -hmm. officials say that it could take weeks to identify him. Well, and the That's, coroner initially kind of says it, this has nothing to do with Jelani. Right, right. The it's coroner kind of goes, oh, no, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the police come out and they say, we're still looking, we're still investigating, but in the meantime, we have to, um, you know, we just have to keep looking because we don't know if it's him. Yeah. So finally, on the 23rd of September, uh, the LaSalle coroner does identify the body that was found in the Illinois River as Jelani Day. Yeah. And it took um, dental records and DNA, mm -hmm. which I think tells us a few things about the condition of the body. If, if his body had been in the water a while, that can make things harder, you oh, know? Yeah. And if there had been any kind of predation on his body, which I hate to say that, but we know it's possible, mm -hmm. that can make him more difficult to identify too. But unfortunately, what happened is in the interim of the time that his body was found and the time that it was identified, Gabby Petito went missing, was found and identified. And so yeah. a lot, there's been a lot, and, and don't get me wrong, because I think absolutely we have a huge problem in this country that missing white women get way more priority. Definitely. No, no, that's what really happened in this case because it could have been condition of the body. I mean, Gabby Petito's dad was on site when they found her. Right. So yeah, he but they identified her on site immediately. Mm -hmm. And then it was less than 48 hours that they forensically identified her, or, you know, it is true. confirmed identity too. It, it is took true. them no time at all. It didn't. And that's true. So we don't know what that means exactly. But what we know, unfortunately, yeah. is that Jelani Day is deceased. Is Day. Yeah. And, you know, a very weird thing that I, and I, sometimes I think maybe people don't really think about the words that they use, but the coroner called his death a peculiar death. Yeah. They have not called it a suit. They have not called it a murder. No, it's not been deemed a homicide. No, no they haven't said yet. And they're saying manner of death and cause of death and all that mm -hmm. is coming with toxicology and more, more, more testing and stuff, which we all know yeah. takes a long time. But what does that mean? A peculiar death? I mean, yeah. he was found in the river. I mean, what, what would not be peculiar about that? I don't know. Right. I found that language real weird and a little tough mm -hmm. to take. Like, what does that mean? And what does that mean to yeah. his family? Right. Like, this is a peculiar death. What, what does that yeah. mean? 
So yeah. in the meantime, well, the sheriff had said that. So sorry, he said, okay. uh, is the, the the sheriff's office is it's their main focus now to decide is it a homicide investigation or is it a death investigation? And over time, that's when we're going to get that answer. Right. Of course, it's a death investigation. No shit, Sherlock. Obviously, it's a death but, investigation. However, I, I think it's encouraging at this point that they didn't immediately slap a suicide on it. I do, too. I do, too, because we've seen plenty of those mm -hmm. where it was immediately just deemed a suicide and moved mm -hmm. on. Um, yeah. And I, I do think that that's quite fortunate. And mm -hmm. there has been a tip um, of someone on a ring that was caught on a ring doorbell. And so yeah. police are looking for a person of interest. And this is one of the. Jelani Day was last seen. <laughs> that's definitely not it. No, nope. this is it right here. <laughs> yeah. This person right here is considered to be a person of interest. This was a ring doorbell in the area where his car was found in Peru. Yeah. And so this is something that people, you know, the police are looking to identify this person. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. He had knocked on the door of that neighbor uh, who did not know who that person was. They thought he acted weird and thought, you know, and, and so good on them. Right. Right. Because so often it's the clues, it's the things that happen that you might not really think anything of that turn out to be the biggest piece of the pie. And, you know, so they saw that, they thought it was weird, and they went ahead and turned it over to authorities. That's what everyone needs to do. It is. This is how these cases are getting solved when somebody goes, you know, maybe it was nothing, but, this you happened. know. Now, yeah. we don't know that this person has anything to do no. with Jelani's death. Unfortunately, this was just an unusual situation mm -hmm. that a person kind of had a gut feeling about. And mm -hmm. so they may find this person and find that they have nothing to do with Jelani's case, or they might sure. find that they do, but at least things are being turned in, you know, at least they're finding some, mm -hmm. some things, you know, because one question is how did Jelani's car get from uh, where he was at the dispensary to that way off the beaten track uh, little road in Peru. Right. We don't know the answer to that. And maybe they're, you know, searching, um, you know, security cameras from gas stations and stuff. And they'll probably find I'm sure they are something. But... but I mean, you look at that car. That's a pretty distinctive car. It's a pretty distinctive car in where we yeah. live. I, I don't see a lot of those 300s around here. So mm -hmm. I would think... Somebody might have noticed it, but they need to speak yeah. up. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, you would think so. Yeah. But yeah, right now, this is probably the biggest uh, 
thing that that area needs is to just be peppered with, uh, you know, prompts of information yeah. to help people to, uh, you know, pick up their own memory because somebody saw something. Yeah. Somebody had to have seen something. Yeah. Somebody had to have seen something. I mean, you just, you, people don't just disappear into thin air. We know that. No. But we so often, I think we all witness things all the time that we don't realize are anything. Yeah. In the moment until you receive some kind of a prompt like this, like, don't forget to look at that car mm -hmm. and, you know, decide, you know, did you see something relating to that car in your community? Yeah. I think it makes sense that we have to mm -hmm. all be aware and yet be not afraid to report things like this was weird. Yeah. I don't know if it's anything, but you should know, you know. Mm -hmm. But also uh, the authorities have to be capable of and willing to hear those things. Yes. Because too often definitely. we hear from people that uh, they did contact the authorities and, and nothing happened. I was thinking about uh, our Patreon case last week. Uh, some of you saw it. Mm -hmm. uh, it was about the uh, the toy box killer. Oh. And he had been turned in multiple times yeah. for sexually assaulting women. And those women were not believed. No. But many lives could have been saved had, uh, you know, the families and the authorities believed the women who initially said that they had been assaulted by him. And I don't, I would hope that doesn't happen so much anymore, but people are afraid to call in a tip. They're afraid to contact authorities. Why? There's a really weird stigma there. People are afraid. They're afraid they're mm -hmm. going to be in trouble, even though they're obviously not uh, or shouldn't be. They're afraid that nobody will believe them. They're afraid that they're just going to be blown off or seen as weird. That's something that has to change. Yeah. That has to get better so that it uh, does. When people are calling in some kind of a, you know, a potential tip or clue or whatnot, that they are treated with respect and, and aren't afraid to call because we're seeing that yeah. over and over that people are afraid well, to call. It reminds me of a time when we owned our store downtown, mm -hmm. when you found a broken glass mm -hmm. stuffed in um, a pot of a plant in front of our store and we called yeah. the police. Because seriously, it was like a heavy glass. It looked like it could have been used to stab somebody. Like it wasn't mm -hmm. just a broken glass. It looked like a weapon. Well, in our store, was we were in a bar district. You know, there were lots yeah. of bars around us. So there was a lot of bar activity around us at night. Yeah. And there were frequently assaults and things that went on in mm -hmm. that community, in that uh, area. And mm -hmm. the police officer... <laughs> was so rude to us and mm -hmm. blew us off like we were the dumbest people on the planet mm -hmm. and we had literally not even taken it out of the planter we were like hey no. in case anyone got stabbed over the weekend thought you should see this and right or anything weird like happened we were just idiots he wouldn't even take it no he didn't take he was it like, oh, okay well thanks i guess and we're like okay like, what uh what do you what should we do with this and he goes i don't know throw it away i guess yeah. yeah. There's a reason people don't call. Right. Right. There yeah. really is. I mean, I will never forget that. Like, wow, we were the dumbest people on the planet to him. And that was hard yeah. because it was like, yeah, but people get hurt down here all the time. And that yeah. thing, you if you picked that up and wanted to stab somebody, it would have done some serious damage. Because mm -hmm. it was a heavy bottomed glass and it was the bottom part of the glass that was jaggedly broken. Mm -hmm. 
it could have ser- really seriously have been a weapon. And uh, right. boy, he didn't want to hear any of that. No. No. And yes, treated us like we were incredibly stupid to have called and wasted his time and then wouldn't take it. Yeah. No, and said, I don't know, I guess it. throw it away if you don't want it there. Well, we don't. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, Thanks, I'd forgotten mm-hmm. about that. But yeah, that was, uh, no matter I had a weird taste in my mouth for, a, you know, reporting. Yeah. But that is something that needs to get better overall. There needs to be mm-hmm. a better system. I mean, there's a lot of people who in... Uh, the Gabby Petito case have said that they tried to call something in that they saw in the Grand Teton National Forest area and couldn't get through to anybody. Yeah. yeah. Some people literally made TikToks and stuff like that to try to get information out there because they were unable to get it to the authorities. Right. We definitely need a better system. And if the police are going to call upon the community to turn in information and share information, then they also have to be willing to accept it. Mm-hmm. And that is definitely something that needs to change. And Absolutely. and hopefully we're going to see more of that in Jelani's case. I mean, that yes. car did not make a 60 mile trip without anyone seeing it. No. People saw that car. Absolutely. Regardless Absolutely. of who was in it or who was driving it or what was happening, somebody had to see it. Mm-hmm. So, yep. So there's still lots to come. I mean, there's been a real hesitancy for the FBI to get involved in this case. And Mm -hmm. it seems like that's what really needs to happen is the FBI get involved in this case so that they can get the resources that they need, you know, as far as uh, evaluating all of the things, the cell phone pings, the webcams from all of the gas stations and uh, stoplights and things like that. They, They need some I think federal presence here to be able to get all the resources they need to really properly investigate his case. Right. But the hard part is unless the cases. locals invite them in, they have no jurisdiction because no. this did not cross state lines. That's the only reason that Gabby Petito case did. Yeah. I was going to show you, this is a picture. This is Jelani's car. So this is the white. Yeah. Um, 300. It's, it's, you know, it's a convertible with a black top, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and maybe in Illinois, those are really common. They're not that common around here. No, I would hope no, that those, those are fancy wheels. I mean, that car's, you know, that's mm-hmm. a car most people would notice if they saw coming down the street. I would think so. Hopefully people in that area are going to be able to turn in some more information about that. And yeah, you know, I mean, the, the problem is that the authorities don't like to call in the FBI because that takes their power away. Yeah. And, you know, the authorities there in Bloomington say they are on it. Mm-hmm. And hopefully they are. I, I don't know. I, I can't. I haven't seen enough of this to really know whether they really are or not. I know. Well, it's hard because they, the you know, Jaylani's family has not felt like they were doing their due diligence. They have mm-hmm. not felt like they've gotten the support from them that they needed and or the just the basic communication that they needed. Right. And so there is a real rift here. And that's really frustrating. I mean, I, that reminds mm-hmm. me a lot of the Daniel Robinson case in Arizona right now yeah. where the family has hired private investigators. And I think the Jaylani uh, Day family has as well they have. because they don't feel like, you know, the law enforcement is doing their due diligence to figure out what happened to their son. And, you know, that 
I mean, they have every right to do that, but it really sucks that they've gotten to the point where they feel like they have to do that yeah. to get any answers. It, it does. It does. It sucks that anybody feels like they have to do that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's yeah. hard because young adults who go missing are still adults. And so my my sense generally is that the police take it a little less seriously because yeah. they might just be off playing or with a girl or whatever, you know, and these cases don't get taken seriously. But when you look at like Jelani Day, he was not the kind of guy that would do that, you know, No. but that is not enough for the police, just parents' word or family's word, mm-hmm. which I think is a big problem. Yeah. You know, when, when family's like, look, we talk to him every day. He goes to all his classes. He's a very responsible person. Yeah. That doesn't seem to be enough. No. For the police to believe it, you know? Yeah. No, it doesn't fit. But, you know, when he was seen at school early in the morning that day, he was dressed in professional clothing. Right. And then just a couple hours later, when he was seen at the, uh, the dispensary, he had completely changed and gone casual, yeah. which does make you think that his plans changed. Yeah, you know? something happened in that two-hour period. With, yeah, that uh, changed his plans that drastically that he was headed way somewhere else, you yeah. know. I also worry, I worry that because, uh, you know, the dispensary is a part of the equation that that uh, creates some judgment, you know, and takes uh, God, I hope not. authorities less likely to want to look into it. That worries me. You know, that they go, nah, drugs, you know, I mean, hopefully we're moving beyond that with weed, but I'm not going to say we're not. I hope so, because it it, it was a concern of mine, too, um, that, yeah, that that would somehow color the situation. It's just like um, the Crystal and Kylan case out of Moab, you know, there was um, drug paraphernalia found amongst their belongings, and Mm -hmm. there were questions there, you know, as anti- drugs as Utah can be, um, you know, if that sort of slowed down or sort of shifted the attention of the authorities. And I, you know, I want that to not be true. But is Me it not too. true? Hmm. Got questions, that's for sure. I mean, come on. How many cases have we covered where if there were certain boxes checked, nobody gave a damn? Yeah. You know, drugs and alcohol, two of the top ones prostitution, mm-hmm. people of color. I mean, you know, we've seen it over and over and over again. We have, we have. And it, you know, there is a huge bias mm-hmm. in law enforcement. And, and I'm sure that that's where Jelani's family's coming from. Mm-hmm. Is that they're afraid that because he's a black man, mm-hmm. that his life doesn't matter. And yeah. that's so wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So we will keep an eye on this and we will do some updates, you know, when there will be more autopsy information released eventually. And hopefully we'll learn and more that's about this thing. person of interest. Yeah, I want to mention that real quick because I, I read quite a few people saying that uh, they think it's really weird and suspicious that they haven't released uh, the, uh, the way he died. That's not weird and suspicious. It's that's not. normal. If this is going to turn into a criminal investigation, those aren't things that a lot of times are released because right. they are building a case, you yeah. know, and so things, Lots they don't things get release everything to the public. That's just 
that's really normal, you know? I mean, my God, look at the Daybell case right now. We still don't officially know how JJ and Tylee died. We don't know how Tammy died. Those are things that have not been released yet because they're part of their case. Right. So don't think that just because that hasn't been released, that that's yet another dig on this case. It's not. That's normal. It isn't. It's normal. What we will find out is if this is deemed a homicide or not. That's what we will learn. Mm-hmm. Likely we will not learn manner of death. Likely we will not learn toxicology unless mm-hmm. they call this an accidental death, a suicide, a natural mm-hmm. death. If it's deemed something like that, then that information will be released. But if yeah. it's deemed a homicide, which pretty sure it will be. Yeah. Um, we won't know. That, we won't know. That information will all be held back because that's evidence against the person who committed the crime. Mm-hmm. And they don't want that out in the world. They no. want to hold that real tight to the chest because that's part of what they've got to hold that person accountable in court. Mm -hmm. Now it's possible that when they make an arrest, if, uh, if the public is privy to the arrest warrant, you know, to the uh, supporting documents to the arrest, we might learn it then, but those are sometimes sealed too, that they Mm -hmm. aren't always made privy to the public. So we may, may know it then we may not. Yeah, but those are things that uh, as the public, sometimes we have to be patient and sit back and trust that things are happening and being done properly and yeah. that uh, we'll know when we know. We will, and likely the next thing we'll know is manner of death, mm-hmm. which means is it a homicide or is it not a homicide? Yep. So we will stay close with this case as we do with yeah. our others and let you know mm-hmm. as soon as we know more, and hopefully that will be soon. Yeah, and of course, all of our love to the Day family, yes. the Bolden family. Um, Absolutely. This has been a living nightmare for these guys. You no, know, our hearts are with you, and we cover these cases because we want to give them more attention. Mm-hmm. We just want more people learning about them, more people aware. The more awareness we can bring for these cases, the better. Yes. Yeah. So it is our Wednesday case, which means we have our live stream tonight at 7 p.m. Mountain. That is our case updates live stream. So we may have some updates on lots of cases for you. We'll see what's what's coming up. We'll update cases we're currently covering. And sometimes we update chatter going on in the uh, search for Brian Laundry. We'll be talking about that. We will be talking about that for sure. And anything else that comes up. And tomorrow night, Thursday is uh, the psychic hour, which also is Mm -hmm. also is our live stream at 7 p.m. Mountain. And then, of course, hopefully we get some pop-ups this weekend. We keep going out of town, and then it's really hard to get a pop-up done. But yeah, <laughs> hopefully this weekend. We are not traveling of, this weekend. No. I have a couple <laughs> of cases in mind that I want to cover, yeah. and I'm sure Katie does too. So mm-hmm. we will leave you with that. You guys know it. We are True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Thanks for being here. Take care.